Yeah. RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Vicky Wong. The top stories. The civil human rights front bows to pressure and agrees to disband, accusing the government of suppression. The financial secretary warns that some people may try to exploit the planned anti-sanctions law to weaken Hong Kong. And police arrest three people in connection with the sale of fake ID cards and COVID vaccination records. Just days after the city's largest pro-democracy union announced its dissolution, the Civil Civil Human Rights Front, the organiser behind some of Hong Kong's largest protests, says it's also disbanding. It says it can no longer operate in the face of the authorities' suppression. Joanne Wong reports. In a brief statement, the front accused the government of repeatedly using the pandemic as a pretext to reject the front and other organizations' applications to hold public rallies. It said the member groups were suppressed and civil society faced unprecedented challenges. The statement said the group had wanted to maintain its original operations, but since its convener Fiko Chan was in jail and no one had shown interest in taking over, the front had no choice but to disband. It said representatives of its member groups attended a meeting on Friday and had unanimously decided to dissolve. The front thanked Hong Kongers for walking side by side with the front over the past 19 years. It said this had allowed the world to see Hong Kong, allowed light to shine through darkness, and had sown the seed of democracy and freedom in people's hearts. The front said its $1.6 million in assets would be donated to suitable organisations. Financial Secretary Paul Chan says he expects some people to try to use the introduction of the anti-sanctions law to weaken Hong Kong's status as an international financial hub and destabilise the market. He's urged people to brace themselves for the risks. Maggie Ho reports. Writing in his blog, the financial chief said the authorities will thoroughly consider Hong Kong's situation when they implement the law here, but predicted that some people might use the legislation as an opportunity to speculate. He said they would try and weaken Hong Kong's status as an international financial hub, undermine Hong Kong's business environment, or even destabilize the market and take advantage of it to benefit themselves. He urged the public to be vigilant and aware of risk. The National People's Congress Standing Committee will reportedly discuss introducing the mainland law to the SAR, but it's unclear how it will be done. Meanwhile, the financial chief said the government expects the SAR's unemployment rate to drop further as domestic consumption grows. He also said the government is adjusting its growth forecast for this year to 5.5 to 6.5 percent, but added that much will hinge on the pandemic situation in Hong Kong and the rest of the world. Police have arrested three people in connection with the production and selling of fake identity cards and vaccination records. Senior Inspector Chan Karpo said the fake documents were sold at $600 apiece to people who needed them to look for jobs. She said one of those arrested runs a photo printing shop in Kowloon Bay. Officers said they seized the fake COVID testing certificates at the shop. They said they also seized fake medical documents, excusing the holders from COVID jabs on health grounds. Turning overseas, the authorities in Haiti say at least 300 people died after a powerful earthquake. Images posted on social media show collapsed buildings and damaged roads. The BBC's David Willis has more. Declaring a one-month state of emergency, Haiti's Prime Minister Ariel Henry said the disaster had claimed lives in various parts of the country. 
the earthquake was stronger and closer to the surface than one 11 years ago, which devastated Port-au-Prince and killed more than 200,000 people. Despite extensive research since then to plot fault lines, the country's chief seismologist said this latest quake had taken everyone by surprise. Rescuers in China are trying to find 19 workers who are trapped in a flooded coal mine in the northwestern province of Qinghai. One miner was killed when the Chaida'er coal mine was inundated with mud around noon on Saturday. Another miner has been rescued with injuries. Local authorities said the mine had been ordered to suspend production at the start of August because of severe safety hazards. A three-year-old girl has been accidentally shot by a five-year-old boy at a home in the U.S. state of Minnesota. The local sheriff in the town of Benner said it was not clear how the child got hold of the firearm or what his relationship was with the girl. You're listening to RTHK. The time is just coming up to five minutes past one. The Afghan city of Jalalabad has fallen to the Taliban. It was the only significant city outside the capital, Kabul, that was not controlled by the militant group. The fall almost completes the Taliban's dramatic surge through the country, which began in May but accelerated dramatically last week. The BBC's Anbarasan Etarajan has more. The Taliban's lightning offensive has continued, with the insurgents taking several provincial capitals in the past 24 hours. The latest to fall was Jalalabad in the east. Reports said the city was handed over without a fight after mediation by tribal elders. Security forces are said to have retreated. This means Kabul is the only big city under government control. By capturing Jalalabad, the insurgents have secured the roads connecting the country with Pakistan. The northern city of Mazar-e-Sharif fell overnight. The insurgents now control 23 of 34 provincial capitals, putting huge pressure on the government of President Ashraf Ghani. President Biden, who's facing mounting criticism for ordering the U.S. troop withdrawal from Afghanistan, has said he could not justify an endless American presence in the middle of another country's civil conflict. Ivory Coast has declared its first outbreak of the Ebola virus in over 25 years. The health ministry said the positive virus case was detected in the commercial capital of Abidjan. The BBC's Sophie Glass-Ryan has this report. The 18-year-old woman at the centre of this outbreak travelled to Ivory Coast by road from Guinea and entered Abidjan three days ago. She was admitted to hospital with a fever and is now receiving treatment. It's the first case of Ebola, a severe and often fatal illness in the West African nation since 1994. Dr. Matsidiso Moeti of the World Health Organization said the new outbreak was of immense concern because it has appeared in the densely populated city of Abidjan, which has over 4 million inhabitants. To sport, and it's been a busy night in the English Premier League with supporters filling stadiums around the country for the first time in more than 18 months after a relaxing of coronavirus restrictions in the UK. And it was a welcome return to Carrow Road for Liverpool. They were 3-0 winners over Premier League returnees Norwich City. Here's the Reds boss, Jurgen Klopp. The crowd was obviously on the side of Norwich, uh, which gave them a boost, um, and we had to find a little bit away in the game. But we found it, scored three really nice goals. I liked them a lot because we forced them, and apart from that, controlled the game really well. Um, and it's a good start, not more, but um, I don't want to make it smaller as well. There were wins too for Manchester United, Leicester and Watford. 
The former Liverpool manager Rafa Benitez made a winning start to his career at their cross-town rivals Everton with a 3-1 win. Debutant Alan Armstrong had put visitors Southampton ahead, but second-half goals from Richarlison, Abdullahi Dekor and Dominic Calvert-Lewin gave Everton the three points. Benitez says there's still work to do. Thanks to the fans uh, for the support for me, for the team. I think as an important uh, situation this year with the fans behind, not like uh, last year, so I think it will be crucial for us. We saw determination, we saw character, belief, uh, desire, so the thing that they are expecting, then obviously we know that uh, it's at the beginning and we have to improve, but we are really pleased with the reaction of the team and the support of the fans. Meanwhile, Everton are reportedly appalled after a video at the Premier League club posted honouring supporters who died during the pandemic also featured an image of Holocaust victim Anne Frank. The picture of Frank, who perished in a Nazi death camp in 1945, appeared in the four-minute-long video released on the club's social media channels. It remained online for almost seven hours. Two goals from French veteran striker Karim Benzema laid the foundation for Real Madrid's 4-1 victory at Alve to leave Carlo Ancelotti celebrating the start of his second spell in charge. In other La Liga action, Cadiz Levant drew one all, as did Mallorca and Real Betis, while the match between Osusana Espanyol ended in a goalless draw. To end the news, the top stories once again. The Civil Human Rights Front bows to pressure and agrees to disband, accusing the government of suppression. The Financial Secretary warns that some people may try to exploit the planned anti-sanctions law to weaken Hong Kong. And police arrest three people in connection with the sale of fake ID cards and COVID vaccination records. And the weather, mainly cloudy with a few showers and isolated thunderstorms and sunny intervals later on with a maximum temperature of around 31 degrees. Outlook, sunny periods and a few showers in the next couple of days. The temperature is now 30 degrees Celsius and the humidity is at 77%. The news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by DJ. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, value. and a new experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah.